0: Season 3 of Formative is brought to you by the generous support by Macy's Inc., whose purpose is to create a brighter future with bold representation for underrepresented youth, so we can realize the full potential of every one of us. Welcome to Formative, the show where today's leaders are interviewed by the leaders of tomorrow. Robert Tuckman joins us today to discuss the winding path many of our careers take. He's an entrepreneur, podcast professional, and New York Edge board member. We're thrilled to have him on today's show. Hello and welcome. I'm Rachel Gazdick, CEO of New York Edge, and my co-host today is Rokiet from 362K. Rokiet, welcome. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Hi, my name is Rokiet. I'm 12 years old. Something that identifies me is being a very big K-pop and music lover. I speak fluent English, a little bit of Greek and Europa, and I'm currently learning Korean. My hobbies are listening to music and drawing. I'm the youngest child of five in my family. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, so that makes my nationality American. My background is Nigerian. The school that I attend is Helena Classical Charter School. HCCS for short. My favorite subject is history. The high school that I'm planning to go to is LaGuardia High School in Manhattan. The reason why I
2: want to go there is because
1: I want to be a singer and fashion designer when I grow up.
0: Let's bring in our guest. Thank you for being here, Robert.
2: Well, thanks so much for having me in Rokiet. I am so impressed. I love the fact you want to go to LaGuardia because first off, it's such a great school. It's a few blocks from my house. And it is some of the most talented kids, I'm sure, just like yourself in the world. So that is an awesome thing that you want to do. And I am sure one day you will be going there. Thank you. And I want you to go to college too, because that's really important. So it's really cool. You have all these aspirations and I love the fact you mentioned LaGuardia. So anyway, I'm super happy and super excited To be here on the podcast today.
1: What inspired you to go into media?
2: Well, I always wanted to do something I loved. I started my career trying to work in finance and I just hated it. It was so boring. And I would read about sports and entertainment, you know, whether it would be you know, football or basketball or music. And I quickly learned that I had to do something I loved. And it just so happened, I started a business in sports and entertainment, media and events. And that's the inspiration. The inspiration was, you know, life can be short and you have to go do what you love if you want to wake up every morning and really enjoy it.
1: Can I see a glimpse of your day-to-day life as the co-CEO of Amaze Media Labs?
2: I'll tell you, first day-to-day is getting the kids up and out. And, you know, I work out of a kind of like a hybrid WeWork type office now as a founder of a business that started during the pandemic a lot of our employees are all over the country all over the world I'm on my own in that respect our business is creating podcasts for companies and we do all of the editing and producing and and my day to day is really trying to bring in and find new clients and I spend a lot of my time really focused on on that And running a business, I've always been an entrepreneur. And the only other thing, you know, I do a lot of times, sometimes during the day, just like you, I host a podcast called How Success Happens. So I know how hard it is sometimes to be a host. And I'm just so grateful that I can actually be a guest today.
1: What made you decide to start your podcast?
2: Well, you know, so I actually wanted to do a podcast and I was thinking about doing it. I'm an entrepreneur and I love talking to other entrepreneurs because I learned so much and I also realize that everything I'm going through when I'm talking to them, they're going through or they've gone through and it gives me such reassurance. So I asked a friend of mine about starting a podcast and he is the publisher at Entrepreneur Magazine and he said, we have this show called How Success Happens. It does well. We don't know how it does well. But instead of going and starting your own podcast, why don't you host it? And again, that was the first time I did it. I just ended up not asking any questions and I was so nervous and just listening. And now it's been three years and over 150 episodes that I've done. And I just, I love it. I love being able to talk to people just like I love talking to you today and having a conversation.
1: What are the pros and cons of being a CEO?
2: Well, I would say the one thing I love because I've been in positions where I've worked for other people and especially at big businesses. And it's so hard if you really want to do something, right? If you really have an idea or thought, a lot of times you have to go through a lot of channels and you have to get approvals. And it's really hard to be able to do that sometimes because... You know, you have to ask many people. That's definitely one of the pros of being a CEO is that you get to decide what you want to do, how you want to do it. A con is that I'm responsible for there's 20 people within our business who have families and, you know, we need to do well. For me, that's, it's not a, a con necessarily, the con is that sometimes I get anxious because I want to make sure we do well. And as a CEO, I'll have a lot of anxiety about making sure that we're doing well. And for me, that's really hard. So I try and work on that. Has being
1: a CEO interfered with your family life?
2: You know, I try for it not to, but unfortunately, it can. Like For instance, my daughter has a basketball game. I would have loved to have gone and watched. And it's very hard when it's not on the weekend because the game starts at 4.30. And usually as CEO and running the business and working the business, it's very difficult to be able to go and watch. But I made a promise to myself, even if I have to work later, especially nowadays you know, where you can, or if I have to do something later that I need to do now, I'm going to go watch and try and watch her play. A lot of times, too, a lot of my focus is on business. And the most important thing in my life is family. And sometimes that stinks because I end up focusing so much on the work stuff, especially as being an entrepreneur for so long that, you know, sometimes I have to remind myself what comes first, and that's family.
1: What is your ultimate goal in your career?
2: Wow. That's such a good question. You know, my ultimate goal as I've gotten older, I've realized is really to give back, to be able to do things now where I've been, you know, successful in certain Businesses and being an entrepreneur. And really, what my ultimate goal is to be able to give that back to others who want to start their own businesses, who want to be in business and to be a more of a mentor. It sounds like, is your goal mainly right now to go to LaGuardia? Yeah. And how come?
1: I really like stage performances. So it could help me boost my confidence in performing on stage or just for me and people in general?
2: You know, that's so hard because when I first even started hosting my own podcast, I was really nervous. And I remember the first podcast that I ever hosted, it was with this chef, Mark Forgione. And I was so nervous. I just let him talk like for 40 minutes straight. And I didn't even ask him like any questions. And, you know, it didn't come out that great but we edited it and it was okay so I admire you so much for understanding like doing like the stage performance stuff and wanting to get better at that because it's so hard sometimes a lot of times to just what they say is like jump off that diving board and do it it's it sounds like you're willing to do those things I'm sure it's a little nerve-wracking right
1: yeah a little
2: but you're doing great what did you study at college what I studied was actually communications and I wanted to be a sports reporter, you know, like the people that announce the basketball games or football games or, you know, do the, you know, sports report on television. That was what I always wanted to do. I wanted to be also a writer. I wanted to write about sports. I really learned communications was great. Because I realized that how you communicate, how you talk to people, how, you know, just like you're doing with, you know, stage acting or theater, like it was something that I knew I needed to learn and wanted to learn. And I was very anxious about, you know, doing it. So I studied it and practiced it. And anytime I was able to just try and give it a shot, even when I was so nervous, I learned so much about writing and communicating with people like you. That was super, super helpful in life.
1: What did you major in college?
2: So I majored in broadcast journalism, which is really like studying television, wanting to be on television and being a news reporter. And what's really funny right now, as I look out my window, I stare right across from my office at WABC, ABC TV, Channel 7 here in New York, so I can actually look into their studio and see all these reporters. And it always reminds me, 20 some odd years ago, that's what I wanted to do. And I got to be honest, sometimes when I look in and I see, I'm kind of glad I'm doing what I'm doing now as running a business because... I have this opportunity now to do the podcast, which really allows me to do what I studied in school as a broadcast journalism major. So I kind of feel like I get the best of both worlds. And is that what you want to do? Do you want to be a musician? Do you want to be a producer?
1: Yeah, I want to be a producer, but I can't really play any instruments. I'm trying to learn the piano with my brother.
2: Is he a penis? Does he practice a lot? Does he do?
1: Yeah, he's learning.
2: That's great. And how about you? You want do you want to learn an instrument or do you are you more focused on producing and, you know, creating good music?
1: I want to learn an instrument, mostly.
2: That's awesome. And you definitely should. And I know in terms of some of the programs that New York Edge has, I know that There are opportunities for that. That's so awesome. Is there a specific instrument? Is it piano or is there another instrument?
1: The piano, guitar, and the trombone.
2: Awesome. And what type of music do you like to listen? What are your favorite?
1: I like to listen to K-pop and R&B.
2: Awesome. Do you have a favorite uh, musician?
1: Yeah, I do.
2: You going to tell me who it is?
1: For K-pop, I like listening to... Sure Kids. And for r and B, I I listened to Cesar Chris Brown.
2: That's awesome. One thing I would say, just anything you put your mind to, you can make happen. I promise you, if you put your head to it and work at it, you will be able to do what you want to do in life and do well.
1: Who's your favorite Jets player? Because I heard you say that you like football.
2: Yes, you must have done your homework because I am a diehard Jets fan. They have such a good team now and they're getting better. And growing up, my favorite player was a guy named Wesley Walker, who now is probably older than your grandparents and, you know, not too much older than me. But my favorite player on the team right now is they have a receiver, Garrett Wilson, who played at Ohio State. He went to college at Ohio State. And he's really turned into my favorite player. And then I also like this other rookie that they have. And his nickname is Sauce. And his real name is Ahmad, but it's Sauce Gardner. And he's cornerback. And I love them both. Do you have a team? Are you a sports fan too?
1: I like basketball. I'm on the you basketball do? team in high school.
2: Nice. What position do you play?
1: I play defense.
2: I like that. So you focus. I always think that defense and watching a lot of basketball and working in sports over the years, everyone loves to shoot and shoot. But if you're a good defender in defense, that can make you such a great player. Believe it or not, even how old I am, I still play a couple of days a week and do you really enjoy playing? Yeah, I do. Yeah, me too. I love it, but my problem is now that I'm so old, I always like like pull something or get injured or, you know, some something like that, but I still like you, I keep playing.
1: What are your hobbies other than podcasting?
2: So, I love playing sports. I love watching sports. You asked me, you you knew I'm a Jets fan. I also like the Mets and the Yankees and the Knicks. I also love learning about New York and New York City history. I love walking around New York and taking tours of New York and just walking around neighborhoods and learning about like past history within neighborhoods. I love New York City. And I also love kids. I love trying to mentor and help kids. And funny enough, it's a great question because that's how I got involved with New York Edge. You know, as a board member of New York Edge as well, I love New York and I love kids. And there's nothing better that I think I could be doing than to be doing something that combines both of my hobbies. What
1: did you want to pursue when you were younger and did you change it now?
2: I had to change it, unfortunately, because it's never going to happen. But, you know, I wanted to play shortstop for the New York Mets and I wanted to play professional basketball and I wanted to be a professional football player. But now I am way too old and I am definitely not good enough. But when I was a kid, that's all I thought about was really playing baseball, being a professional baseball player. And I loved it so much. My father had played baseball for the Brooklyn Dodgers, one of their minor league teams when the Dodgers used to play in Brooklyn years ago. And I always wanted to be a baseball player and that didn't happen. And then secondly, I wanted to be, because that didn't happen, a sports reporter And then I fell in love with being an entrepreneur and my business was sports and entertainment. So I kind of feel like I pursued my dream in some way.
1: What previous job experience do you have and has it helped in your career now?
2: That's a great question. I've had a lot of job experiences and, you know, at first I started by working for a sports promotion company. So sometimes I don't know, you might see like on the back of a soda can or on a website, like, you know, win a chance to go to the Grammy Awards or win a chance to go to the Super Bowl. a lot of companies and individuals who they just wanted to go to those events, they didn't want to have to win it through a contest. So I saw that there was like a really good business opportunity that basically would offer these experiences and i went to my boss and said hey i have this idea can we expand and she had told me at the time hey look you're young you know just focus on what you're doing and i was like no way you know what this is my opportunity i ended up starting the business selling it and then i learned from the people i sold the business to and then I started another business and learned again from the people I sold it to. The best thing I can say that I've learned along the way is really to enjoy the journey. I have a hard time because at work I stress a lot and I'm anxious over the business doing well. And I really have tried to work on just enjoying working with my coworkers having fun with them, learning about them, and knowing that things will work out. Doing what you love was one of the most important lessons that I've ever learned.
1: What influences you to keep going every day?
2: Really, it's about understanding the older I get, the less I know, and the more I can learn from people like yourself and others. And, you know, I've learned from Kids that are five, six years old to people that are 85 years old, right? The more I could learn about people and learn about their experiences, the more knowledge I'll have. And the more I could read and the more I could listen to podcasts, which are great and doing my podcast, that really keeps me going because I learn so much and I get to talk to all these like really fascinating people. And what I love about it is they go through the same challenges me and you both go through. I realize they're even though they've been successful in certain ways, and I've had you know professional athletes like Alex Rodriguez on the podcast who used to play for the Yankees, and I had C.J. McCollum. But learning from all these people and these great athletes and great entrepreneurs, and learning that they're just like me and you—that they have the same struggles, same issues and like, but they persevered and pursued and like learning how they did that. That's what gets me up and keeps me going and keeps me understanding that, you know, with everything I have and everything I have to go through that everyone does. I don't know if it makes you feel better. Like when you know, like your friends are having to go through the same struggles and troubles and it just makes me feel better that I'm not alone. Does that help you?
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah. But it also makes me feel bad that they're going through struggles and bad stuff in
2: their life. I love that you said that. I mean, that shows me like how compassionate and empathetic you are because that's so sweet. Like to even say that where it's funny, I just said how much it makes me feel better. But you're right. It sucks that they have to go through those things and like for you to be able to say that at your age. And I mean, that to me is just incredible. It kind of stinks, but it's like, we're all in it together. Right.
1: And last question, have you made a big mistake at work and what happens if you do?
2: (laughs) Oh, I've made a lot of mistakes. It's so hard because even in school, right? Like I I remember like, I never wanted to make a mistake. Like I was so embarrassed. I'd raise my hand and I'd be wrong. Right. And that's the only way you learn. And even now at this age, like at work, like, oh, if I make a mistake, it's going to look bad. You know, sometimes you hire the wrong people you think are really going to be into it and really want to do well. And they don't. I've made mistakes where I have probably the opposite where I thought someone might not have been great and they probably would have been great. And I kick myself. And then, you know, maybe it's, I lose a client because I did something wrong and I'll beat myself up about it. But the key is like what I've learned is about resiliency. It's just about continuing to like go through and understand like, Everyone, me, I'm going to make mistakes. And as, long as I pick myself off the mat, that it's okay. You just got to keep going. Sometimes it's so hard for me, as I said, to like continue to keep going, to get out of bed. But I will just say like making mistakes and then understanding they're just mistakes and moving on has been the most beneficial thing that I've learned within this lifetime.
0: Robert, we end every show with the same question. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your 13-year-old self?
2: When I look back at 13, I would give myself the advice of understanding right now that like, if someone said something to me that wasn't nice, it didn't mean it was true. It didn't mean it was really the truth. And I would look back and hopefully being able to tell myself a lot of the things that you're going through will get better and you'll feel more comfortable about yourself. And this is telling myself because at that age and even to this day, it's very hard with self-esteem for myself or feeling good about myself and understanding that the older I get and the more I'm able to do and achieve and understand I'm not alone, that I will feel a lot better as I get older. And especially what you're thinking about now, like you'll get to go to these schools if you work hard. I would just tell myself, and even if you don't get in there, go there, it's not the end of the world. You'll go somewhere and you'll learn. I wish I could go back and tell myself that. wish I could worry less about all that time I wasted worrying about those things and those days and hours and understand that everything works out. As long as you keep picking yourself off the mat and you keep moving forward and as many hard things you have, and I know you have challenges in life and we all do, just keep picking yourself off the mat. That's what I would tell myself. Yeah, Rokia, thank you so much. I mean, your questions were incredible. I really appreciate you asking to interview me and you did a hell of a job.
1: You're welcome.
0: Thanks for listening to Formative, a production of New York Edge. I'm your host, Rachel Gazdick. My co-host today was Rokia from 362K in Brooklyn. She was assisted by Kelly Zumi. Season three of Formative is brought to you by the generous support by Macy's Inc. Our production partner for the series is Citizen Racecar. This episode was produced by Tasha A.F. Lemley. Post-production by Alex Brower. Original music by Garrett Tiedemann. Production Management by Gabriella Montaquin. Thanks to the whole team here at New York Edge for making this series possible. Never miss an episode of Formative by subscribing to the series at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcast.